Hey, welcome to the And Grace Spills podcast. My name is Andrea Grace Fillmore, and I am on a mission to help you get your yay back. To do that, I'm sharing conversations that are thought-provoking, introspective, and fun. This podcast is sponsored by The Treasury, a women's membership club and co-working community. The Treasury is located on historic Film Row in downtown Oklahoma City and full of women who are pioneering new and exciting ways to work. I partner with the Treasury to host events and create connections where women can gather to learn from one another and have a good time doing it. For more info on the Treasury and all the upcoming events, visit thetreasury.org. Hey everyone, I'm here with my dear friend, Krista Rice. What's up? Hey girl. Hi. So, as you guys know, I love to tell the stories of how I met people because it's usually pretty random and weird. And I think, to the best of my knowledge, I met Krista. So, she, uh, I'm involved in a thing called Creative Mornings, and she spoke at uh, one of the events. And I liked what she said, so I went up to her afterwards and said, I think we like the same things. Let's hang out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> And she was like, dope. <laughs> yep. And then it worked. Again, don't do what I do because you're going to be weird to people. But for some reason. But I'm an extreme extrovert, so I receive that. I think I just can pick up on people that can welcome the intensity that I bring. And maybe I just have a good intensity receptor. So that's how we met. It was super weird um, because of me. And we just went to coffee um, randomly and then more regularly. Mm -hmm. And we just got to know each other and kind of hanging out. Went to a Thunder game. That was so fun. I love the Thunder. Don't ask me about Russell Westbrook. Um, yeah, so over time, uh, we got to know each other a little bit better, and I got to know more about Chris's story and what she's doing and some business things that she's doing and just, like, some knowledge that she has that I think is super valuable, and I'm very excited for her to share it today. Um, so... I don't really know where the best place to start is with all this, but I guess Krista, what we're talking about really is one thing that you're very passionate about, which is chronic pain, Mm -hmm. illness, injury, things like that. It sounds like a weird thing to be passionate about, but (laughs) I'm going to let you explain it. So everyone will be super excited by the end. Um, So why don't you share with us your story of the injury that kind of uh, led you to, creating the ugly duckling brand and kind of what all happened that whole thing yeah so it's actually going to be a compilation of injuries and more so just random things that have happened to me starting when I was young so at 16 17 diagnosed with degenerative disc disease and at the time you know the doctors thought you know Car, car wreck when I was a child. Did you get hit in the back? Were you playing sports and you fell? Wow. And you just don't really remember because not nobody in my family has that. Now mm-hmm. we all have arthritis and stuff, but the genetic of disc disease that's that just doesn't just happen, right? right. So something had to happen. Um, here we are, almost uh, you know, 15 years later, and we still can't figure out what happened. We just know it's there. And so I just you know, at the time, young kid, okay, that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, did the things they told me to do live my best life. And then I had, on top of that, a series over the years of 
five head and neck concussions. Right. And I, I did play basketball a ton. None of them were basketball related. Really? And so you have that, that that happened. And so I will pick up because it would be way too long to try to go through yeah. every single thing that's happened. But I'll pick up in the spring of 2015, more more like the end part of winter of 2015. I'm working for a church in Norman. I'm setting up our uh, merchandise. It was the first time we're loading out like a ton of merch, a ton of stuff. And I spent like days setting that up. Um, I didn't eat much. I didn't sleep much. I didn't drink much water. Yeah. Um, from Wednesday through Sunday, I slept 16 hours. Mm-hmm. And so when Sunday came about, I was obviously worn, tired. Yeah. Sundays are big days, high energy. Right. So that just gives a lot of extra angst to it. And I just remember not being able to feel my fingertips. And it's oh, numb. Well. And I'm like, man. And, and throughout the day, I'm dropping my phone, what? which that's not, you know, yeah. my, to me, I had a really, at the time, a thin laptop that was heavy. My arms felt fatigued and I Whoa. just thought maybe I just did too much. Yeah. Um, and so I talked to one of the nurses at the church and she's like, did you eat breakfast? And I'm like, no, it's Sunday. <laughs> she's like, did you drink water? No, it's Sunday. I had my breakfast. Like, stop. Stop blaming it on the no, Lord. <laughs> stop. It's not any of those things. So uh, I said, everything is normal. Obviously it's not a normal thing to do. Drink water, eat breakfast guys. Um, but um, so she had me sit down, drink some water and eat some almonds and I sat for a minute just kind of gathered and it was like literally not even a minute it was like a second because I had to get back to work um and so move on throughout my day throughout the day it just gets worse and worse and I just am feeling really bad and uh, we have a neurologist that goes to the church and we had him come back into our offices at the time and he's checked out my reflexes and he's like you have no reflexes what's happening here like what what are you doing um and I just told him like well I mean I don't know what's going on but things are just not right and so I made an appointment to see uh, a doctor and this is a doctor friend of mine a different doctor and again this was the next Monday Uh, luckily she was able to get me in quick and she's like you have no reflexes anything going on and I told her about my week that I've had um here's the thing about pain like even though it's it's consistent and 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 just yeah, even though it's consistent, I sometimes forget I have it. If I don't, I don't know how that makes any sense yeah. at all. So I, for, I had forgot that I at the time had had four head neck concussions mm. and had uh you know I'd strained my in my neck C one through C four so many times that you know my neck has always been a big issue. As a matter of fact, since college, I've been I've been out of college for ten years now. So since college, I have not washed my own hair. Now I have just like you know did a little bit, but as far as like doing my hair, my sisters, God bless them, thank you, I love y'all, and my mom. And I love y'all too. They're <laughs> Andrea loves y'all. <laughs> uh, they've done my hair. They it's we've gone back old school to where I literally lay on the ca- the counter in the kitchen mm. and then put my head under the, in the faucet, in the sink. So the term, get over here, girl, put your head under the sink. That, that wow. used to happen back in the day because we have showers now, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I can't do that. So they put my head under the sink and they wash my hair for me. Um, because even at the time I couldn't lift my hands above my 
Um, like even I just couldn't lift him very high. And so we're trying to figure out what's going on. I finally remember, oh yeah, I have neck problems. She's like, yes, everything in your neck goes to your um, arms, like all the nerve endings and everything it flows through your upper back and your arms. And so I was like, that makes a lot of sense why I can't hold things. It's because my neck is, and I, and I, and I actually haven't slept on a pillow in years either, since probably 15, 20 years, because my neck is that sensitive. And um, not 20 years, though. Whatever. You guys get what I'm saying. It's been a long time. Um, a while. It's been a while. And um, so um, she she starts running some tests, and then we finally do x-rays, MRI of my neck. And they find what is called a syrinx. That's a short term for it. I can't say the whole, the whole thing. But well, basically that is there's fluid on, in my neck that's pressing on a nerve cavity causes me to lose sensation of my hands and arms and shoulders, all of that. Um, That fluid, typically with a spinal injury, fluid builds up at spot of injury when the injury occurs. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, I had plenty in the past. Yeah. So why hasn't anything, like, happened? Yeah. Uh, And so... um, Why wait till Sunday? Why wait wait till (laughs) Sunday? (laughs) And so... Apparently, mine has just been slowly building until it finally reached oh, a point to where it's critical mass, affecting yeah. me. And it also affected me neurologically. And so I like couldn't like see things and like everything was just off. And um, so I made appointments with the neurologist and he just said, you know what? You should be super careful while we watch and see what this fluid wow. does. Like we don't know. Um, don't bend your neck backwards. Anything that you can do. Um, Anything that you can do, just just don't do it, basically. Oh, so basically, yeah. don't be Krista, because what kind of personality am I? Yeah. I'm big, boisterous, loud, crazy, spontaneous. I'm going to, like... Full on, yeah. I'm going to... I was the person who's going to fall out in Walmart just because, like, just so people <laughs> can laugh. Like, I'm going to do the most random things ever. And he's like, yeah, you can't really do those things. Uh, like, in high school, I used to carry around a basketball, and me and my friends, we would play loose ball drills in the hallways in between classes. Yeah. And so like we'd roll the ball out and get to dive on the floor and grab it. Loose ball. <laughs> so like maybe that's how I hurt my back. I don't know. Hey, maybe but, so. you know, so so basically my life at that moment was told like you have to just kind of sit still for a little bit. Oh man. And um so that was just I'm in pain, I'm tired, I'm fatigued and now I like I just I just was tired. And uh, he's like don't even get in a fender bender because if you bobble oh. your neck or head the fluid can increase so much that you can risk paralysis. And, what? and so everything's heightened, sensitive. I'm freaking so out. So are you just scared all the time? Oh, yeah. So that's the Everything's that, unsafe. It's fear-based. Everything is unsafe. Don't get in the car. Don't walk to the bathroom. Watch wow. out for that. Everything. So everything at that moment, there was a lot of fear. And at the time, we were going on a trip with our, with our team at the church. Uh, we were going to the lake for our retreat. And it was, do I go? Do I not go? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And um, I decided to go because I was living my life in fear and yeah. was like, I can't just sit at home. And I'm like, I got FOMO bad. Like, <laughs> people are going. I'm going. And uh, so I made a decision to go. And we just made sure that whatever car I was in to drive there, that they stopped every hour so I can stand, stretch, walk around. And mind you, at the time, I still have lower back issues. It's just not pertinent at the time right Right. it's just like it's just there but i can't i don't have time to think about it we're worried about my neck 
Um, and so we stop and we stretch and I get there and everything's a good time. You know? And I was able to stay there for one day because I had had other scans done. And so those scans came back and they're like, we need you to come back for more scans Gosh. immediately because we're not sure. And so um, even at the time I got a chance and I did the thing I shouldn't have done. Yes. Oh, I cliff dived. No. I cliff dived. Knowing my injury. Oh my gosh, that happens, It's and that's where um, I realize now, like the decision to live or to like just sit there and do nothing. Um, sometimes you, as somebody who lives in pain, you decide to live. Sometimes and you decide you're going to live with those consequences. I'm not saying go cliff diving into a body of water. Listen, um, I won't. You don't have to convince me. <laughs> and I, of course, I had, of course, I had to go off the highest one, and I just did it one time. I feel um, like that's very on brand for you, however. Oh, yeah, that's totally, yeah. But I, I, I had to do it, right? Actually, I take that back. That was actually the next year that I cliff dived. Not still, that same though. year, but still. I was in trouble for that. And he still reminds me. That was in 2015, like, I said. So he still reminds me to this day, you know, when you're jumping off a cliff into body of water. And oh. I didn't realize I was going to feel like shards of glass jumping in <laughs> until I hit the water. And I was like, ah. Shouldn't have done that. Oops. My bad. Uh, but um, anyway, so at that time, everything's scary. And I, I end up having to leave the trip anyways to get more testing done. Yeah. And everything is just, everything is like panic mode, but lay down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so trying to figure all that out. And that's what started my spiral with my depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Right. The anxiousness comes from. I don't know when something bad's going to happen to where I'm going to be like disabled. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can get an offender bit crazy, you know, somebody yeah. can bump into me wrong. Like nobody knows I'm walking around with this. I don't know what to do. And so now there's that fear mixed with anxiousness. Wow. Um, and it, the depression didn't set in until the following year, until the fall at the end of that year. So, we start doing, they put me in aggressive physical therapy. We start doing things to build my reflexes back. And I started doing very, very well. Um, I wasn't supposed to, but that August, yeah. obviously, this is, seems to be a trend. That August, I decided to play basketball. Oh, okay. That turned out to be fine. I was in a lot of pain. Actually, I laid on uh, the cold floor of our church. We had played like, out in front of the church. And so like I just laid for like an hour or two afterwards on the floor. Just like, wow. What did I do? But it was fun. Um, and they knew, like, nobody, it wasn't aggressive, but I played. I was moving, right. you know, doing things I hadn't done. But I I worked so hard to get to where I was. I played basketball twice that summer, and um, everything was doing good. Everything was on the up and up. I'm starting to get back to my workouts. And then I finally, uh, in uh, November, it's the day before Thanksgiving, I was driving our church truck. I was helping my parents move in Edmond. They were moving to a house. And so I borrowed the church truck to help them move. Drove back to Norman. On the way back, I'm right on, uh, in, I'm more off 19th Street and, and I-35. And I hear some rattling. And I was already kind of nervous because I don't ever drive trucks. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this is a big body here. Like, I'm my, if you know my car, it's a little bitty thing right <laughs> it's now. It's so tiny. It's tiny. You can fit it in your pocket. Um and so I'm driving it, and I hear this, like, rattling noise. And I'm like, the whole time, of course, seatbelt on. I'm driving the speed limit. I'm doing everything right. Speed limit there is 70. I'm in the left lane. 
I hear this rattling, and the next thing I know, I'm being jerked into the wall towards the west. Oh, right. Out of all points on the highway, on 235, that turns into 35, the only time it's 70 is once you get there. for like a minute. Oh, yeah. And so what happens is um, I hit the wall. I flipped. I don't know. I think I flipped once or twice or something. So was it something wrong with the car that caused you to so swerve? So what happened? Somebody hit you? What ha- ha- happened was <laughs> uh, not the fire. Not at all. No. At the moment, um, the firefighters and policemen say that the drive shaft fell out of the truck. What? That's not a thing. I mean, that shouldn't okay. be. That should never happen. Like that should never happen. It's not a thing. Oh my and, gosh. And um, and they were flabbergasted that I like. Didn't have like I walked away, no scratches, no anything. But mind you, earlier that spring, my doc, my neurologist said, "Kristen, don't even get in the fender bender." So I'm and freaking like out. A massive car accident. Oh yeah, he didn't say don't do that. You're he didn't fine. say don't do that. So yeah, so I'm freaking out. I actually, um, uh, the truck ends up driver's side window down, and I'm like panic bugs. I watched too much Grey's Anatomy. Like the like. As I'm driving it, and once I'm in the air, while I'm flipping, I'm thinking, like, my guts are going to, like, be all out. Like, all this random See, stuff. Seatbelt's going to cut me gonna, All these, all the fears, the yeah. fears from the TV that I watch um, comes into play. All of that doesn't happen. So now I'm standing on the window, knocking on the windshield, telling somebody to help me get out of here. Because now I'm thinking the car is going to explode or something. Oh, yeah. You don't for know. Because sure. I don't even know why this happened in the right. first place. So... Uh, these people, they stop, they pull me over, I'm banging on the window. They're like, ma'am, you have to climb up through the top. And I'm like, how do I get up to the passenger side door that's now the ceiling? I don't know. So they get the door open, I jump out, um, oh, and like all my stuff's everywhere. But I remember getting out and like I'm grabbing my neck, like, in, like I'm grabbing my throat, my neck, and I'm like trying to stabilize my own neck. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to even be a fender bender. I have neck issues. I have lower back issues. I don't know what to do. So I just like lay flat on the ground and like just lay there. But I'm like, I think I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, man. I, I, all I remember in that moment is saying, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And that's the only thing I could say because I'm like physically, I think I'm okay. Um, oh, mentally, that's where the depression starts. That's where things that's took where a things turn. To turn. So I called my family. Call my pastor. It's like I ruined the church truck, um, and um, and it almost ruined me. It almost ruined me. <laughs> yeah, and so they came up. So my pastor came up. Also, we have another staff member uh, at the time. He's our he's the staff's pastor. He came up. My neurologist and his wife came up. My family, of course, drove in from Edmond. This tells you a little bit about my family. <laughs> And how awesomely hilarious we are. We're sitting on the side of the road. And I see a video later. My brother's shooting on the other side of the road. Obviously, traffic's jammed up. Firefighter, ambulance, truck. All the things. And he's filming. And he's like, look at this. Krista is so selfish. I cannot <laughs> believe her. All she wants, she did. She unflipped a truck so she could have a parade for herself. Oh Can you believe her? <laughs> and I watched that video and I laughed as much as it hurt. I laughed because, like, it was it was laughter is key. You have to laugh right? for sure. Yeah. Um. So they definitely helped me get through that and going to the like. I remember getting in the ambulance and I got out and was like, "No, these are expensive." <laughs> 
So I that's so out. real though. That's yeah. such a real thing. I got in and then got out. American like, healthcare, going. Yeah. Don't even <sighs> start talking about healthcare. it. I can't. We'll be here eight hours. It's be like a horror show. Oh my goodness. So at that time, all the things happened, and I only took a week off of work at that time, mind you. For your body to heal from that, I already had stuff going on. It takes a little bit more time. Mentally, you don't even really, like, I thought I was dying, you know? Even though it's funny to think about, oh, Grey's Anatomy. In that moment, I had no idea what was going to happen. And then not only that, but the fear came back in of what's going to happen to my neck? Am I going to be paralyzed? Did the fluid build? I don't know. There's tingling in my arms. I don't know. I don't know. so anyways, I went back to work after a week and I should have taken more time because I wasn't a hundred percent and I was very frustrated that I wasn't a hundred percent, but I was still expected to act a hundred percent and get, don't get me wrong. My, the team there, the church staff, they were 100% gracious with me the whole time. Yeah. It was me putting demands on myself. Sure. Time. And yeah. I just, I couldn't handle it and I didn't know how. So I kept it all inside. And I remember talking to one of my friends who um, she has her counseling degree and all of that. And I remember talking to her at, at uh, Beverly's. Beverly's. Yeah, over there. But, uh, it's it's exactly what it sounds like, everyone. It, yeah, it really is. If you haven't been there, you, you, you have to experience so, Beverly's once to. in life. So we're sitting there eating breakfast, and I'm like, the world is, this is me being dramatic. The world is dark. Everything sucks. I didn't actually say those words, but I said those words to her just in how I was speaking. Yeah. And she's like, Chris, I think you're depressed. And I'm like, me? No. Like, if you know me, I'm joyous. I'm happy. Everything is the glass is more than half full. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And if it's not, I don't need water. It's fine. Right? (laughs) Everything's fine. And um, as I say, nervous. Everything's fine. Um, So I think you're depressed. I think you need to talk to someone. Not depressed. Everything's just dark right now. Okay. <laughs> like, um and 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 I just I couldn't handle the physical pain that I was going through every single day. And mind you, for a lot of people only knew about the car wreck, because like obviously that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. But that was literally the what is it, the straw that broke camel's back. Yeah. Um my body had even to this day, and everybody's like, don't speak it. Well, it's truth, and I don't not that I'm believing it, but my body is goes through something catastrophic physically every three to six months. Mm-hmm. So right now it's my knees. Um, last summer it was my liver. A uh, couple months before that it was my heart. It's always something stupid that's happening, and so uh, I know it's a spiritual attack on my body. But um, at the at the time in 2015, now 2016, um, I'm just like I don't care anymore. I'm tired of always being hurt. I'm tired yeah. of always being in pain can't deal with this and I don't want to and I changed immediately in that in that mm-hmm. instance well I won't say immediately it was a slow change into this Krista that that people didn't know that I didn't know who she was wow. and I was in pain every day the car wreck triggered fibromyalgia which is an autoimmune disease which fibro is the autoimmune disease that they don't know what it is Great. It's the one that they have. Fantastic. No yeah. It just means, it, it just means inflammation. Of something. It's something. You have inflammation. We don't know where it comes from or why it comes. Um, but when I would have a fiber flare, I'm down for four or five days at a time. And wow. it's something I, and, and a lot of it is, it comes from overexertion. Yeah. So I remember, again, the next one of the years, I don't remember which year it was, 
being at the lake and I was washing my hair. Mind you, I told you I hadn't washed my hair since like high school. Um, I was washing my hair and I shouldn't have. I'd been out on a boat all day sitting on the boat mm. and, and which is just a lot of up and down. And right. Like, you know, and I was on the slot boat because I knew that I couldn't be on the fast boat. I didn't ski, uh, do the jet skis. I didn't click dive. And I'm just like frustrated. Like I can't live my life. I'm in pain. And now I'm flaring up. I'm on all these meds. So I finally got into counseling. She had me do some some things and read some books and yeah. really try to explore the emotion of anger. And that is where I, at the time, that is where the ugly dumpling ran started in that moment was reading the book, The Dance of Anger. So the, you say The Dance of Anger? Yes, The Dance of Anger. And I can't remember who it's by, but that's what sparked me trying to deal with the emotional side of my physical pain. And so now we fast forward to where we are most currently. I had spinal fusion two years ago because, like I said, at the time, my neck was the biggest priority. And But since I neglected that, my lower back was getting really, really bad. Obviously, the car jacked that up a whole lot. Um, so um, I had spinal fusion in uh, fall of 2017. And... I graciously was able to not work for six months to heal. And I didn't know what that looked like, but in my mind it was freaking out because I was like, I got bills to pay. I just had back surgery. I need to. And it wasn't a decision. The the moment to step down from my position was out of pain. So I was just a lot of pain. I can't handle this. It was the best decision I could have ever made. Yeah. So in that process of trying to figure out, okay, God, like what am I supposed to do from here? What does this look like? How can I deal with everything that I'm dealing with? And it, and the ugly duckling, he gave it to me January of 2018. And I, the name comes from uh, growing up, just real quick, growing up, my grandma called my two sisters. um, Like she said, they were like the two beautiful swans and I was the ugly duckling. So when Mm -hmm. we go to her house for holidays or visits, it was, Where's my duck? Here I am, Grandma. So it came from that. And then um, it's this is my journey and story of once I got to college, I thought I finally transformed into the swan. But then at God, years later, God was like, no, baby, you've already, you've always yeah. been the swan. Wow. And so that's where that name comes from. And I kept that name because most women are going to resonate with being a swan or I'm sorry, with being a duck than they will with being a swan. Yeah. Um, and understanding what those insecurities feels like and everything. And so through the process of, okay, daily duckling brand, I'm going to write my story. I'm going to write about my transition into being a swan that I thought I was having this transition. But then also I want to talk about chronic pain and how to make your bed every day. And so I came up with, I say I came up, God gave me these nine steps or eight or eight steps of continual healing is what I call it. And at the time, this was me. I had put up white poster board all over my room while I was healing from surgery, trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. And I was doing like the spider web thing. Yeah. And it really just came about as a bunch of things that needed to come out of my heart and it transcended on paper. Yeah. A lot of it was ugly. A lot of it was messy. Some of it was beautiful. Um, it, 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 it was what I needed to process to get everything out. Yeah. And so... 
the steps I'll go over just really quickly. I'll just list them. And then um, if you want to talk more about it later, you guys can hit me up. The first step is, and I have a whole curriculum based over this because I started a small group called Make Your Bed Every Day Around Me. The first one's breathe. The second one is how are you feeling? Is it spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially, relationally, financially? How are you feeling? Retrace your steps. Did you do something too much? Did you do something out of the normal? Retrace your steps. What got you to this moment of feeling the way you are? Rationalize your pain and your feelings. Because, again, with that book, The Dance of Anger, it was telling me not that anger is wrong, but anger is telling me there's something going on underneath that. Why are you angry? Oh, I'm angry because I'm in pain. I just didn't realize it. Um, Feel those feelings. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be those things. You have to just understand why. You have to feel them, and then you need to breathe again. That's number five. Number six, move on. Don't sit in that. Don't Mm -hmm. pity yourself for feeling the way you're feeling, or don't think, when's the next time I'm going to feel? Understand that what you felt is what you felt, and then you can move on from it. And then number seven, remember the process. Remember to process. Trust the process. Trust Daddy God. Um, and then number eight, so I guess number nine, number um, eight is um, talk to your safe, trustworthy person or people. You gotta have somebody you're talking to because if you say things to people, even if it's your best friend, um, they may be safe and trustworthy. But they may not be in a spot to be able to mentally handle the responsibility of your words. Yeah. If I come to you, Andrea, and I say. All of these things that would make me seem like I need to be in a straight jacket. Your immediate thought as you care for me is let's get her in a straight jacket, right? Because you 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 want to protect me from myself sure. and you want to protect everybody else from me <laughs> um, because we don't know what that looks like. But if you say those words to somebody and they're not able to handle the responsibility of your words, you now put yourself in a bigger predicament. Yeah. Right. And so that's where those conversations come from. How do you have that conversation with your boss, your friends, your coworkers, your family? You have to figure out how to gauge that. So on that number eight of how you speak to a responsible, trustworthy person, that needs to be a counselor, a therapist, a spiritual mentor, somebody that can listen and discern all the things that you're saying through your jumbleness. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. So, um, I started teaching from that and uh, in, in, in really trying to put in practical steps of healing moment to moment. I'm not just talking day to day because if you're living in pain, mental or emotional or physical, you are trying to get through the next minute. Yeah. And so if you stop and breathe, and also this came from the movie Inside Thoughts, Inside Out is named Inside Out. Thought Bubbles. Mm-hmm. And how at the end of the day, if you haven't seen it, it's your bag because it's been out for years. Um, I cried. I cried. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was the best therapy I ever had in that movie theater. Um, at the end, she needed sadness. She needed to feel. And sadness Ooh. felt alone yes. and by herself. But she needed, they needed that. And so that's really kind of also where that came from as well, is just understanding that our emotions are there for a reason. And we have to listen to them. Otherwise, we are putting ourselves in in a bad situation. And so the Ugly Duckling brand was started to seek to seek out women 
to help them process their pain, their chronic pain, the chronic mm-hmm. illness they're dealing with. Because if I talk to anybody on the street that's not dealing with this, they're not going to understand me. So I wanted to get a group of women together who actually are dealing with this because I, from my pain, if I try to tell somebody what I'm going through, but they have not experienced pain themselves, they don't understand. Yeah. And they they can, they feel because they love me. It's harder to feel deep compassion when you haven't felt the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. And I remember having this conversation with you one time where I, you were speaking on a panel I was like, man, that's so good. And, and it's a lot of the same things you're saying now, but it took me knowing you for several months and us having this conversation where I was like, I have chronic pain and I forgot about it. Exactly. <laughs> like, so now you're yeah. saying earlier, you forget. Yes. What do we do as women? We push through. And, what, oh, yeah, and I yeah. didn't even, at the time, I didn't even know what chronic pain was. Chronic yeah. pain is anything that persists more than six weeks. Yeah. Right. And so that means you, the foot problem that you've had, yeah. it's ongoing and it's affected you at such a long point, a long term time of period that it you, becomes the new normal. It becomes the new normal. And now you've adapted to it and right. now you favor your other foot because of it. Yeah. And that causes more problems. Right. And so when you deal with something like that, you're not really dealing with it. You just adapt to it. Why? Because we have to. We yeah. want to get out there and make that money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, For I sure. like. I I probably being where I was mentally, I probably should have stepped down the church from the church the year before, but I couldn't do that because I had to. I felt like I didn't have a choice. I didn't have options, right? I had to make money. I had to have insurance. I had to do this. I had to do that. Right. The answer is no, you don't. The answer is that twilight zone. That there is another reality that you can live and still be happy. Yeah. Oof, so good, so good. And I still think back on that sometimes where I'm like, man, I just, just, it's so, it's such, you feel like you're living in an alternate reality when you're like, oh, wait, I am hurting all the time. I just never really think about yeah. it or do anything about it because it is the new normal. Mm-hmm. And like really taking time to think about how have I already made changes physically in yeah. how I act and what I do because of the injury that I have endured. And how has that altered me long term? Like, right. and it's required, honestly, like different medical care for me now because it's like mm-hmm. different muscles are doing different things yep. to carry the weight of this other thing. And yep. so it's just such a complex thing. And it's like, you know, people hear or I've heard in counseling and stuff like, oh, everything's connected. All your pain is connected. But it's physically too. Yes. Like your pain that you compensate for causes other pain. Yep. And it's just a mess. And so my question is like, my question right now, the first question is like, how, when you're dealing with all of the physical side of it, like what are some real things? And I think, I think your list Mm -hmm. helps a lot. Like what are things that we can do to help protect ourselves on the mental and emotional side of that? So we're not getting down and depressed and like, yeah. Well, I can't do anything because I'm always hurting. Yeah. I think if we go back to my list there and you go back to um, when you feel those feelings or even if we any any step in there, you have to decide what's best for me now. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the times we push through. So when I'm in physical pain, I want to still go to the movies. Yeah. I want to still go hang out with my family at the 
cool which they're probably there right now <laughs> I okay. want to go and do yeah but I have to say no to that what I think a lot of women do is feel guilty for saying no mm-hmm. because when you, you ha- you're not saying no you're saying yes to other things you're saying yeah. yes to your body I made the decision to advocate for my body because I'm the only person that can do that and I just want to say while we're on that that Chris is very good about doing this and she will tell you I can't, I'm not going to sit down right now. I'm going to stand because I'm advocating for my body. Yeah. And just changing your language means so much because people are like, oh, okay. No one has a problem with you advocating for your body when you're in chronic pain and you're dealing with these Mm -hmm. issues. And I think it's a really cool way of saying like, I'm advocating for my body. That's my way of saying, hey, this is what's best for me. And uh, I hope that you are okay with it. So, yeah, and what that means is if you have to cancel plans last minute, you're going to have to cancel plans last minute. It is not the end of the world. Right. And that's the thing I had to realize because of me being such an extreme extrovert, people fuel me. That's Mm -hmm. where I get the most of my energy is when I'm around other people. Right. And if I'm at home in my bed, I don't get that. But, but I have to realize, one, my strength comes from God. And if I'm at home alone, I'm with him. And he is what's filling me up. I have to rely on that first. Second, I have to realize there are going to be many more times where people get together. Yeah. This is not the only time. And when I advocate for my body, and, and I think a lot of times I didn't know how to use my words with people yeah. because I didn't know what I needed at the time. So maybe it's figure out what do you need? Yeah. What do you need? I think it's good to remember, and I think that we've talked about this more than a couple times, but when you have somebody or you, if, if you know somebody who is dealing with chronic pain, illness, or even depression, or if you're the person, it's good to set those expectations and say, listen, I say no a lot, but I want you to ask me just as much. Oh, goodness. That is a whole, yes. Because I don't, I don't want to be discounted from things. I just can't do it as much as I want, but the want is still there. So I battled that really bad after the car wreck because I couldn't do a lot of things. And so there was a group of friends. We hung out all the time. And, you know, for me at the time, I could not go to coffee because I could not sit for that long. Y'all know I love my coffee. Girl. I could not go because most coffee places nowadays are – so modern and they have these chairs that are stiff that don't have backs they have an upper back but they don't have a lower back which means if even if i brought my pillow mm-hmm. it still wouldn't help me right and then that means i have to stand up and now i'm standing everybody there's just a lot of things that go into it and so um going to dinner going out going to do whatever at the time it hurts to put pants on right but i still wanted to be invited yeah. i still wanted to be counted in i think my fear was if I keep saying no, that people are going to stop asking me. Yes. And unfortunately for yeah. some people that happened. Oof. But then I had to realize maybe that's not people I need in the season right yeah. now. If I can't run with the big dogs because I'll fall and I'm going to shed a tear because I just watched Lion King. Just move <laughs> then, then, I shouldn't, then I shouldn't be there. And yeah. that's okay. There are other people that would love to just sit at home with you. Yeah. Me. You. I love to just sit at home. Yes, you can can (laughs) sit at home. And so I had to to reframe my mind and re-decide what that new normal looked like for fun for me. 
Yeah. You know, so people are like, man, she watches a lot of TV and a lot of movies because that's what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't go run marathons. I can't go laser tag. I can't go bowling. Yeah. I can't do any of the things that people go out and do and the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Now I'll go and, and watch, but that's still not as fun as participating. Yeah. You know, now yeah. I can, but, but I think the biggest thing is understanding that self-care we all we're in a huge self-care mode right this is what our society is based on yeah and that especially pertains to somebody who deals with chronic pain and chronic illness and when i'm talking about chronic pain i'm not just talking about physical pain i'm yeah. talking about depression i'm talking about uh, mental aches things that worry i'm talking about social anxiety all the things that pain you because those things become chronic yeah and so you have to do what's best for you um, for me, it was saying no so that I could stay home and allow my body to recover. Or it was saying yes, understanding that there are going to be consequences to that. Oh, yeah. So I would say yes and go to a Thunder game knowing that I can't walk up into Loud City and sit in those stairs or any of the sta- any of the stairs because – those like there's no room between seats and no. you have to scoot. You already feel people. like you're gonna fall. You already feel like you're gonna fall. Plummet to your death. Yeah. So now you now have to climb up steps that are steep and they're small. Yeah. And now I have to walk through people with a short path and now I have to sit in a chair that is not designed for my body. Right. So do I do I want to put myself through all of that mm-hmm. just to have fun and to have a little bit sense of normality? Yes. For me, for me, this is not for everybody. Right. For me to feel like I'm living a life and not just stuck. I spent two or three years, I would go to work and I'd come home and I'd be in my recliner. I spent two to three years angry, mad. Um, I was the person that wore the mask. I would show up on Sundays and Wednesdays at church and be happy-go-lucky when I was just going to take three pain pills just to make it through that day Ooh. at that, just that morning really. Mm-hmm. And then I would go home, shut my door and stay in my room. Why? Um, because I didn't want to feel pain. And so it's, do I want like, it's, I know this sounds very contradictory, but there's times I will allow pain to be felt so that I can experience life or there's times where I'm like, I can't deal. So I'm just going to stay in today. Yeah. And I want to kind of point that out too, because it's, I mean, I talked with Alex in the self-care episode, and it's a lot of knowing your body, being yeah. good to yourself, but also knowing that it's a moment-by-moment thing. There's oh, yeah. not a bunch of blanket rules that you can put out in life, really in anything, that says, this is how I'm going to live my life now. It's it's yeah. more of a nuanced approach to, okay, well, um, today, what is, and my favorite question I ask myself, what is going to be the most life-giving thing to me right now? Yes. Sometimes that's being um, in Loud City. Actually, yep. it's being in Loud City is never the most life-giving thing. No. <laughs> if you got to be at the Thunder, be we're on the go, floor, man. We're going to the floor. We're going to the floor. And we did. We, we did. We did when we did sit at the floor. It was awesome. Hi, Lindy. Um, Hi. So, yeah, and so it's like a nuanced approach right. to, like, some days it's I'm going to endure the pain because I need my emotions and my relationships refreshed. And right. then other days it's, no, I'm mm-hmm. going to stay home because my body needs the rest. Yeah. And neither one of those is wrong and neither one of those is yeah. really saying there's always going to be one more important than the other. Yeah. It's always, I don't even like the word balance. 
because I don't really think anyone it's, is bound to right. ever. It's, it's just a war. Yeah, it's, <laughs> really. Yeah, and it's it's just what's best in this moment mm-hmm. for me right now. Right. And you just have to take stock. And I feel like that's such a struggle, but I feel also like if we can empower people to make that decision and know that it's a struggle, it, it kind of takes a lot of the pressure off to be right. like, oh, well, I don't have to always say no and I don't have to always say yes. Mm-hmm. I can do what's best now, and that might look completely but different you know, tomorrow. Listen, I'll say that I started wearing sneakers and dresses before it was a thing. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> and I and it's so and people would like I remember I went to a gala and I had on my Nikes. And I I have a picture like in my ball gown all dressed up and I got my Nikes on everything. And and I, and I had to, like you said, this looks different at the time. And it doesn't right. seem like it's so far long ago. 2016 wasn't that far long ago. People weren't doing that then. Yeah. They weren't dressing up. And then, like, they were wearing heels and wedges. I couldn't wear those. So I had to do what was best for my body at the time. Sure. I've been wearing it. You know what I'm saying? And and even though I might look different, I, I'm wearing what's comfortable to me. Right. And this is what's comfortable. I want to wear this dress but I'm going to wear these shoes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think you, you do, you have to make the decisions that may not look best on the outside than it is than you will on the inside. Dealing with this pain after surgery, recovery even looked different. And it was a new normal because my body was getting stronger each week. Right. So my new normal was forever changing. Nothing is ever the same. And I look back in that moment and we try to hold on to normalcy at the time. So no matter what we do, it's still going to change. I look back and I'm like, dang, that, that's that's not even in my life anymore. Yeah. What was I doing? Yeah. What was good. I doing? Let it go. Yeah. It's not there anymore. Because well, you know what? Next year, you're going to be doing something else. Sure. So. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. We're nearing the end of our time together, Krista. Oh, no. But. I could talk for hours. I know. I know. Um, if you could say one thing to listeners who might be living with chronic pain or illness, if you could say one thing, what would it be? You, more than anything, think, I'm going to have to say two things because okay. one, I hate rules and I have to go against the rules. Fine. <laughs> For me personally, what's helped me is Jesus in the Bible because I have to go back to biblical truths. So whenever I'm depressed, angry, sad, in my in the most pain, I have to read the Bible um, because that is where I get my truth from. Number two is I have to have a safe person to talk to. Oh, yes. So so whether you're a believer or not a believer, that's cool. Um, you've got to be talking to somebody. And it's yeah. got to be somebody that is not afraid to hurt your feelings. Somebody oh, yes. that's not afraid to tell you what's real. Mm-hmm. Because one of my spiritual mentors, she is that way with me. Um, I think... When, Somebody who's battling chronic pain, people tend to coddle them because it's like, oh, you're dealing with so much. Right. I can't. How do you walk? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but she told me one time when I was held up in my room all those years, she said, you're accommodating your pain. In your house. Oh, man. I Whoa. said, what? And Excuse I me? I was. Oof. I was like, how dare you say those words to me? Yikes. How dare you be loving enough to tell me the truth? <laughs> damn, damn it. I was mad. 
Wow. Um, but she said those words to me, and I thought, that's so right. In my room, I made everything at a good, reachable level. I, nothing was in a place that I could reach it or I had to bend too far for. And what I did is I invited Fane to come in and lay in the bed. Let's chill and eat popcorn. That was my Netflix and chill wow. with Fane. And I had to stop doing that. So you have to find somebody who Oof. can listen to what you're saying, rationalize for you. Because when you're in that state of mind and you're depressed and anxious and in pain, you're not thinking straight. Sure. So she she discerned and, and was like, this is what I hear. This is what is actually real. This is what you need to do to fix it. Wow. And knowing that nobody's going to be able to actually take the physical pain away. But if you just have somebody that can listen to you, even if they don't offer advice, if they can just listen and not feel responsible to do anything with it, because a lot of times you just want to vent. Yeah. So I would say that would be huge. That's so good. Okay, Krista, rapid fire questions. All right. This is my favorite part. I love it. Okay. my answer. <laughs> what is your coffee? Um, same. We're done. Okay, great. Eleven seconds. Record. Um, what? Oh, I love this. What is your favorite pair of shoes? Right now, it's got to be the Ultra. What, what's it called? It's called the Ultra Zoom or Ultra Ooh. Zoom Boost by Adidas. Yes, I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. What Those color are, are they? They're green. They're like an army green color, so I feel, I feel cool and trendy. Nice. And they don't really match with anything. That's perfect because that makes, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, I love wild shoes, yeah. and I wear all black almost every day. The crazy thing is I don't wear them a lot because I love them a lot. That's not crazy. That's normal. Okay. Yeah. So what's the next? If you could buy any pair of shoes right now, what would you get? Oh, it would be Russell's. Uh, oh, why not? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. That was. Why not 2.0 or they call it Zero Point Two? One uh, of the one of the ones. I want. I want his shoe. Yeah, same. I love some Kyrie's too, though. Like almost every pair that comes out, I'm like, yeah, I can rock those. I could. Is it possible? Nike doesn't sponsor podcasts, right? Yeah. I mean, probably not. Just I mean, for you know, people. I'm not an athlete, but it'd be cool. You. You have the athleisure style, yeah, and you're dope. So they need to sign <laughs> you. I'll call my people to have Thank them you. call their people to call your people. It's because I value comfort over everything else. Everything. I think that's a product of age, though. Everything. I'm like, nah. If I'm not comfortable, I'm not wearing it. Um, okay. What is the best burger in Oklahoma City that you've had? Okay, so I haven't been to any of the ones that people list, like. Have okay. rankings across the world. Sure. But one of the best ones I've had, honestly, it's going to be Pub W. Really? Pub I love it. Oh my gosh. I used to live right by one. Okay. I would get the, the bacon cheeseburger with the grilled jalapenos on it. Oh, so I like a little spicy. Ooh. And that takes them off because I thought I was a G and I'm just a thug. I'm not yet yeah, G status. <laughs> Small, yeah. G. Small G. Little G. Little G. <laughs> okay. Um, what what else there's just so many great questions i want to ask that's what gets me tied up um what's your usual coffee order because i know you're drinking one right now yeah 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 yeah. so if if i'm gonna drink an espresso beverage 
yes. it's gonna be an Americana. Same. And sometimes, depending on how froggy I'm feeling, I'll add light cream and honey. Okay. Sometimes. Um, other than that, just drip coffee, which is what I have today. Just black? Today I added a little cream to it, but I do, I typically won't put anything in it just because I just love it. Here's, here's, how, here's the tell, folks, listen in right here. Listen. <laughs> here's the tell if it's good coffee. If it's good coffee, you need not add anything to it, right? There. That's real. That's so real. So, like, I was a barista in my former days. <laughs> And I didn't really love coffee until I started learning the nuances of flavor. Mm. Side note, if you want some coffee tastings, I'm happy to help you out and to learn things. But food matters. The food you pair with your coffee matters. It changes the flavor. But if you have a really good coffee, you don't. I still, almost every day, go for some cream and sugar. But that's a daily thing. But if I find a real good cup, oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need anything because yeah. it's just that flavorful and good. Yes, I love coffee that has like a, like a berry, <laughs> earthy, like mm -hmm. a little bit earthy, a little bit berry, or obviously like if it's got a chocolate note. Yes, just a little something on it. Yes, amen. I want some coffee right now. Um, what is your favorite smell? Oh, you're searching for it. I was searching for it. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know if I have a favorite smell, um, but I but certain smells will remind me of like days past. Oh yeah, like like give you one. Like if I smell um, winter fresh gum, oh. I think of sixth grade. Well, because I I chewed that junk like crazy every day. So I don't know fresh. why. Like, and I don't I don't, which is funny because I like winter green. Oh. You know what I mean? The, certain the brand. Green. Well, the, like the flavor, like the blue versus the green. Yeah. So wait, winter fresh is blue, right? Right. Yeah. And winter green is green. Yeah. I remember my grandma always used to have winter green. Yeah. It's like neon yellow. And it was just the thing that maybe had nobody else had. But I was like, oh, this is wild. What is this flavor? Yeah, I was a memory attached to that for sure. Okay. Um, next question. What was the last album you listened to? all the way through all right yes chance the rapper just dropped oh the big day yes and i listened to that junk at work like on repeat i think i got through the album through twice just wow. because obviously i had to work but yeah and i couldn't pay attention and listen to the album and do my work because i just wanted to listen to every word he was saying but wow. yes his mixture of Man, he had he had some junks that had '90s vibes to it. Yeah, but he's very mixed with. You've got the hip hop meets gospel, right? And like he's preaching in it, but you know it's still real life. So yes, I'm on Chance the Rapper right now. I have not listened to that new album yet. Before that, it's gonna be Lizzo. I knew it. I knew it. You're That's what I was gonna, gonna get. Yeah, I was yes, gonna get Lizzo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 DNA, love it. But if I'm gonna plug my favorite band out there, okay, do it. It's gonna be Tank and the Bangers. Oh, they're so good. Anybody needs to check them out. Check them out. Tank and the Bangers. They just were in OKC, right? Yeah. To that show. Yeah, I wanted to go. Show was wild. Couldn't make it. Their band it is looks incredible. Insane. Vocals are just incredible. Like everything is. Real time. Man. Uh, so while yeah. we're talking cool music, new respects. Have you heard them? No. Oh, okay. Where's my notepad? Girl, you, okay, that's your homework. I'll homework. make sure you get that to take home. New respects. They are 
unreal. Got some like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, they're just amazing. A little, little soul action. Ooh, yeah, good times. Makes, it's like sunshine, it's made of sunshine. Even like the, the album art, it's like yellow and just is happy music. New respects, check them out, everyone. And also, no musician is sponsoring this episode. Okay, we'll go one more. Um, if, ooh, yeah, if you could travel anywhere in the United States tomorrow, where would you go? Brooklyn. Woo! Can I go? Yeah. You wanna just, you wanna just go tomorrow? Yeah. Sorry, everyone, we're not gonna be around tomorrow. Yeah, Cancel gonna, my plans. Cancel everything. Cancel my plans. Yeah, I wanna go to Brooklyn. We're going and to Brooklyn. I, I, I don't know really why. I mean, I know why. It just, I just feel like the culture there would be just super dope to just check out. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a vibe. Yeah. And I want to be a vibe. So I want to yeah. go to the vibes. But also, this is, like, I always wanted to go to Brooklyn. But then, to add, there's this uh, uh, OU women's head volleyball coach who's Ooh. from Brooklyn. Really? I was at a Christmas party with him and his wife and a bunch of other couples. Funny thing, I was the only single person there. This isn't a single plug, is it? Anywho. He was there, I was there, and um, the whole night, like, he didn't really say much. He was just super chill, and, and then afterwards, he was like, man, like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Edmond. <laughs> and uh, he's <laughs> like, Edmund, no, Oklahoma. Edmund, Oklahoma. yeah. He's like, no way, no way. And he's like, man, like, and I was wearing something pretty quirky that day. I had on white lipstick, my braids were rocking. Yeah. And uh, my outfit was just different, and... He said, uh, man, like, I really love being around you today because you made me feel at home. Made me feel like the sisters from Brooklyn. And I was like, ah, oh, I feel like cool. Like, I, I love that. What does that mean? That's what I'm like. I don't know. So right. I need to go find out. I'm looking, so I went to New York City one time and it was brief. I mean, like, I was in the city less than, less than one full day, like maybe seven hours. And with a bunch of random people and so like we didn't experience much i remember seeing the empire state building um i think the thing that i learned about new york is that it's so big holy smokes yeah shout out new york new york hit us up if you're listening from new york um new york is out there you so yeah uh but i would love to go to brooklyn it's been on the list for a while. Yeah. Didn't get to stop in. I did get to see, though, it was kind of, I don't know if this is a good thing, but it was more of a sad thing. Like, uh, it was after 9-11. And so, like, you get within a couple blocks, and it just was, like, silent. In New York City. Yeah. Like, New York City is not a quiet city. But you get close, and it's just dead silent. And all you hear is, like, tools, because they were, like, still dealing with... Um, the wreckage of the building. And so they had like these uh, barricades. So like the kind of cement kind that you would see in traffic. And then on top of that was a fence with like this blackout. So you couldn't necessarily see inside. Mm -hmm. I think they were still worried that they might find some bodies. Mm -hmm. But I did peek in, like in between like the chain link, whatever. And I, and I saw in the eerie silence, and I never, I'll never forget it. It was the wildest thing. So I saw in in the middle of all of this wreckage was like a cleared spot of just rubble, and there was like these steel cross beams 
are these big steel support beams and they had put up the shape of a cross, like right in the middle. I don't right. know if it's the workers, I don't know yeah. who did, but it was, it was pretty wild. It was a pretty intense moment because I was just like, whoa. Yeah. So I, it was so a cool, yeah. it was a cool moment. It was kind of cool to be at the Empire State Building, but I'd like to go like actually experience Brooklyn. Like, look, it's on the wall right over there. I got a poster. Mm -hmm. New York and Brooklyn, right there. Take me home. No, you can't. Sorry. Okay. Love you. Cool. Okay, girl. So you do a lot of things. I do a lot of so things. So tell us about the things you do and where we can find you later. Yes. So um, outside of the Ugly Duckling brand, um, I also have a company. It's called Green and Ugly Duck Company. Uh, I feel like I'm like the jack of all trades. <laughs> so underneath there, I do consulting. I do, and that's like image consulting, uh, stage presence consulting, children's ministry consulting. Um, I am also a wedding coordinator slash planner, depending on uh, what your needs are there. Um, I'm also a speaker. I'm a writer and I'm a spoken word artist. So you can book me to do any of those things. No subject is off the limits I can talk about. I told Nell if you want to. I don't want you to. Okay, she doesn't want me to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, ultimately, just to give you a glimpse of what the Ugly Duckling brand is, the Ugly Duckling brand focuses on raw, authentic, unapologetic conversations about the daily struggles of pain in all forms. And I feel the only way to fight pain is to expose it for its lies. I believe that every woman should have someone to talk to because too many women suffer in silence. Listen, I hate, hate, hate pain. I hate its attack on the mind, the body, the soul. Um, and although we're not entitled to live a life without pain, I'm so ready to shine light on pain and to expose it for its lies. Uh, the lies that we believe, and, and worst of all, the lies that we believe from ourselves. Um, I hate how easily we allow insecurity, rejection, and depression to shape our looking glass self. And if you're not sure what looking glass self is, you can go ahead and look that up. And so what I'm ready to do is dismantle negative talk, foreboding thoughts uh, towards or about oneself, and I'm ready to implement the truths uh, of the world and the truths and the promises that come from scripture. And so my purpose is to find purpose in pain. Um, that's why I'm passionate about pain because I want to make sure that although you're in it, that we can find purpose from it. I want you to live a free, authentic, unapologetic, raw life. Uh, the one that you were created to live. So that is the other thing. So where do we find you on the internet? On the internet, you can go to theuglyduckingbrand.com. You can go to uh, social media on Facebook. It's the Ugly Duckling Brand. On it's the same on uh, Instagram, and then Twitter, um, it's Ugly Duckling Br. But um, you can totally find me out there or uh, me personally. All of my social media is Krista C Rice. That's K. R-I-S-T-A-C and then rice like the food you eat. Krista C. Rice um, on all social media platforms. Um, um, question, where do we yes. find that spoken word, boo? Spoken word. You can find any of my spoken words going to be on my 
uh, Facebook or on my YouTube. Um, the YouTube is Krista Shante, C-H-A-N-T-E, and then the number one. Because uh, I was back in the day when I was trying to go like be cool and trendy and go out on my middle name, Shante, Krista Shante. Don't really go by that anymore, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, you can find it there or uh, on YouTube. Um, or feel free to hit me up, and I can just do something live. Sweet. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing your story and My your passion, pleasure. and literally sharing your pain. Literally. Literally. <laughs> wow. That was uh, awesome. It's uh, it's hard to say. My pleasure to sharing my pain. Cool. I love you, girl. Love you. Thanks for being on. See you guys later. <laughs>